I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode comes directly from Diesel Nation. Um, Justin had reached out to us with a really cool six liter, sent in a, uh, a bunch of pictures on Instagram, was telling us about the truck. We thought you guys would love to hear about it. So he's going to sit down with us today, tell us about the truck's history, what he built it for, people who have helped along the way, and what his goals are with the truck. Before we get to it, though, want to encourage you guys, make sure and head on over to our Discord. We've get, just got over 500 uh, of you on there. <clears throat> it's really cool to see all the different things you guys are working on all the questions that you ask whether it's you know about an episode maybe you want somebody on or you want a topic covered or just about how to build your truck so you're going to see a code up on the screen you can uh, just enter that code to join or there's going to be a link down below to be able to do it it's completely free we have tons of different sections with cummins duramax power stroke technical information episode guest suggestions just general talk um we would have some sections for like ecoboost and jeeps and things like that so we know that uh you know we're all truck guys and we also have other toys that we like to play around with so got sections on there for you as well also if you'd like to be able to help out the podcast help us grow we have a patreon there's going to be a link down below for that there's some exclusive perks that you get as a member of a patreon and it starts as low as three dollars a month um, and there's a couple other ones past that where you can be the executive producer for an episode um, you can potentially have your truck be our podcast cover which is what goes out on you know all the podcast apps you're going to see on youtube tons of different things like that all right let's get to today's episode with justin and chatting about his six liter power stroke Justin, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today. It's always a pleasure to talk with uh, guys who like to race, built their trucks. I remember you sent us some pictures on Instagram and I saw the truck and I'm like, man, this thing means business. This isn't like a grocery getter. Like this thing's ready, ready to go to the track. So I appreciate you sitting down and chatting with me today. And I look forward to learning more about your truck. Yeah, man, it's, it's a pleasure. This is a milestone for me. Well, tell me, tell, uh, tell me a little bit about it. You know, what, what year it is, how you know, how you, you purchase the truck, if it was something that, you know, you always had your eye on to do, or, or sometimes these things just kind of fall into your lap and then they, you know, take on kind of a whole mind of its own. Yeah. So, um, I, I've always been kind of a diesel fan. Uh, I was just, you know, the, the noise, the smoke, you know, stuff like that, but, uh, didn't know much about them. I've owned the truck for about five years now i think yeah it's really close to five years i bought it right after harvey that hit houston uh it was a flood truck so an insurance company purchased from the original owner of the truck so i'm the second owner of the truck and uh i found it on a um uh on a website that you can purchase like you know vehicles that have been totaled or whatever and uh, my stepdad was like, hey, this is going to be a good truck with the paint. It looks good. And it was sitting on the, uh, the brake rotors, had no wheels, no tires. <laughs> I'm looking through the, the pictures and it had no interior in it. I mean, there was a motor and trans front rear diff and it was, you know, King Ranch. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's cool. I don't, I don't really want to do all the work, but hey. So we ended up purchasing the truck for $4,500. Wow. And uh, we played with it for like a day and a half, got it running. We had my stepdad has a, a six liter, so we had some spare wheels and tires. And so we kind of threw it together and uh, got it running uh, on everything that was in it 
at, you know, as we purchased it. So um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, did that, ended up investing a little bit of my own money in it, trying to make it look nice and, and uh, put some wheels and tires on it, you know, stereo. Uh, we bought seats. We ended up going with like a 2010 model King Ranch seats, center console, front and rear, or I'm sorry, back bench seat, the front and rear uh, captains with the new style center console. And we also updated the, the door panels. Uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to <laughs> take that on, uh, good luck. Don't ask me because it was <laughs> in the butt. Uh, little little bit known to me it was a it was a wiring nightmare and i'm not really good with uh electrical stuff but i had to learn so we, we knocked it out and they all worked so. <laughs> now with when you bought the truck what was did you just want something to cruise around in or were you thinking hey i want a platform that i want to get into and then as time goes by i want to start to build power with it and start to start to yeah. get into that i'm a gearhead uh everything that i own is gotta go fast <laughs> uh so uh, initially, it was uh, I was working in construction at the time, so I needed something that I could, you know, throw material in the back and or haul a tra you know, pull trailer or whatever. And uh, my stepdad and I always kind of fared towards the six-liter platform um, in the HUI system. We we just we knew it, so we liked it, and uh, it was a fair price. And that's kind of <clears throat> that's kind of where it all started with it as a daily. And it wasn't supposed to get so crazy, but uh, <laughs> I uh, any any extra money that I had, I would uh, I would add a performance part here and there. You know, obviously we we tuned it and uh, we studied the motor three times because <laughs> I kept blowing head gaskets, just pushing the stock platform to its absolute limit, um, just seeing where where the weak points were and learn from that and uh, go from there man so it was it was fun i'm gonna be honest with you that as a stock platform it's a uh, it's a stout it's a stout engine so i know a lot of people are looking well especially with the market now and where <clears throat> new trucks are i know i've said this on podcasts before but i always kind of keep my eye on hey what's for sale around me and i don't see a whole lot and there's also you know a lot of enthusiasts out there they want to get an older truck that doesn't have some of the complications of the newer ones right and I think that's what's something that's really cool about the six liter is that you can make it reliable. You can drive it every day. You can use it at the job site or just, you know, whatever you might be using it for. But then guys like yourself have also pushed it to this performance side that if you want to do that, you don't have to go out and get, you know, a third gen Cummins or you don't have to do a Cummins swap or any of that stuff. And I wanted to kind of focus in on that part is, you know, when you decided you know, at that point you've done the head studs three times and those pictures I saw where that thing's sitting mean on drag radials, like how did that, that transformation take place? Uh, so <clears throat> obviously I was daily driving it and, uh, we, I was, I was in Houston and I dropped a lifter and, uh, or I, I'm sorry, I didn't drop a lifter. I had a lifter failure. So I was worried about the cam being scarred. We got the truck towed back to the shop and that weekend we tore it down and saw that the, the cam was messed up. And I was like, look, I kind of thrown my hands in the air and I was like, I'm, I'm done with this thing. You know, it's taking me through the ringer. I had just the notorious 6.0 stuff going on. And I was like, I, I, what, do I, what do I do? And so in the back of my mind, it's like, well, I'm going to spend the money. 
regardless if I get a new truck or if I rebuild this motor or whatever. So <clears throat> I kind of sat down and put pen to paper and I was like, you know what? I really like the truck. I've already invested this much time in it. Me and my stepdad worked on it from day one. And so that, that kind of meant a lot to me. And I wanted to build more power. So I said, look, <clears throat> I can spend X amount of dollars and we can completely go through this motor. Machine work, cam, pistons, rods, uh, <clears throat> heads, push rods, basically front to back. We can build this thing to handle whatever we want to throw at it. And we can see what this platform is completely capable of. So <clears throat> I finally, I was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. So we did that while we had the transmission out. I was like, you know, we're going to be building some high horsepower out of this truck. And uh, it's already out. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that's buy now, cry later. Yeah. So we, uh, we got a hold of RevMax. And uh, I was like, hey, this is what I'm going to be pushed. You know, this is about the horsepower rate that I, I'm going to be um, at. What do you think? Maybe a little bit more because I have bigger plans for the truck now that I'm building the motor. Um, they were like, oh, okay, well, this is, this is what we would suggest. So we ended up purchasing a, um, a RevMax uh, rebuild kit for the transmission along with a uh, billet intermediate shaft, a billet output shaft or billet input shaft. And we actually went to another company for the torque converter. We, uh, there's a local company here in Texas, just North of Dallas, uh, Texas performance converters that have made converters for my stepdad and I in the past with some of our hot rod cars so we got a hold of them, told them what we were doing, which was kind of a learning curve for them as well, because uh, I, apparently whenever you build uh, high horsepower uh, gasoline vehicles, it's, it's about the cam on what stall they put in it. So that's new to me. I didn't know. But uh, in the motor, we went with, uh, I got a hold of Paul at Dynamic Diesel Performance. And so I called him and I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm going to be rebuilding this motor. This is the power, you know, power range that I want to be in. What do you suggest? And uh, he's like, go, go with my stage two engine rebuild kit. <clears throat> I said, okay, cool. So we did that and I made a few adjustments to that kit. I think he only sells like hundred, hundred pound uh, valve springs, but uh I had decided to go with the 120 pound valve springs, basically anything and everything that guy sells it's in the motor. Callie's rods. Uh, he actually used to make a, uh, uh, tooled steel, low pressure oil pump. And if you know anything about these trucks, when you get to high RPMs, that factory low pressure oil pump is notorious for exploding. So I thought that was pretty cool that he had that out. <clears throat> and, uh, we, the first initial build on this truck, we had 205 100s and a KC stage two turbo. Um, 
I wouldn't suggest those injectors with that turbo just because they don't atomize the fuel as well. So um, anyways, we did that. Drove the truck for a little while and then I, uh, got, I got invited to uh, Dorian's at PSE's 10 year anniversary for the shop in Houston. And so a buddy of mine and I loaded up in the truck and went up there and they had a dyno there. I think Mavericks diesel was the dyno that they were using. And so we threw the truck on and gave it hell and uh, ended up blowing. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I ended up changing it out to a non VGT charger to a 369 Borg Warner with the Maryland performance kit. Went up there. And the only reason I changed the charger is because I, I, I had never experienced a non-VGT before. And uh, I'm going to be honest, it's not a daily driving charger unless you pair it absolutely right. Which is kind of difficult if you haven't been in the industry long enough. If you get a hold of somebody that me or some of the other power stroke guys that have done it, even Charlie Fish, I talk to him on a daily basis and he's like this I don't, I don't typically sell non VGT chargers to daily driven trucks. And now I know why. <laughs> so, anyways, went 369. Sorry, I'm all over the place. Uh, went 369 with 205 100 injectors, put it on the dyno and made a pretty spectacular number for myself at about 65 pounds of boost, which I don't recommend as well. <laughs> and uh, we ended up blowing the bellows on the up pipes. So, the, the guy that was operating the dyno was like, man, I feel something in my feet. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not in the truck. I can't tell you what's wrong with it, but it's idling great. So <laughs> go for it again. Pop the hood on it. saw smoke coming out from the engine, <clears throat> engine bay. And I was like, oh, well, I know where this is going. And uh, we had an hour drive home. Anyways, got back to the house, parked it, and uh, started looking around. We found the bellow that was busted and, I have them and I'll send you a picture of them, man. They are about that much longer than they're supposed to be. And just, <laughs> I mean, ballooned, bro. Wow. And we weren't monitoring much. I mean, I was using an SCT live wire just to monitor whatever OBD2 parameters were available to me. But uh, if I would have known better, we would have had drive pressure on there and, uh, you know, done something about that. But um, I mean, it was a ripper at the time. Just getting it up on boost was a little bit of a pain. Um, but anyways, we parked the truck and I ended up, uh, my girlfriend and I got, she got pregnant and with twin boys. And so I was like, well, I guess I got to get a dad car. So I went and purchased a vehicle and that's what I was daily driving. And I moved down here to Angleton and started managing this shop. And the truck was just sitting in the back shop for about four months. And all the guys here were like, man, you have all this money wrapped up in this truck. What are you going to do with it? <laughs> I have no idea. I'd already gotten with Josh at Maryland Performance Diesel. And I was like, hey, man, you know, the up pipe's blue. I know you all have some updated ones with the uh, bellow locks on them. Um, is there anything that I can do to get another set? And he's like, yeah, we'll just warranty them out. And I was like, you don't have to do that. I'll pay for them. I screwed them up. He's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. So shout out to Josh. He's a good dude. Um, anyways, so truck sat for a couple months. The guy's like, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? And I was like, well, let's build a race truck. <laughs> and they're like, a race truck? And I was like, yeah, 
I love drag racing. I love everything about it. Just, I mean, I've always raced something. And they're like, okay, well, uh, where do we start? I was like, well, the motor's built. Transmission is completely built. We just need to lighten this thing up and make more power. And I was like, let's go for about a thousand horsepower, somewhere in that realm. So we, uh, I started doing some research and getting a hold of some people that were in the racing industry, you know, for a long time. Austin Denny, Charlie Fish, Dorian, PSE. Uh, another big guy, uh, another guy that helps me a bunch is Logan Schneider that owns Syntex Diesel in New Braunfels. Um, <clears throat> all those guys have been around the racing scene for a very long time. So, and they are the friendliest people you ever talk to over the phone and in person. I mean, they're great. Any knowledge that they have, they will spill their, their guts out telling you how, what to do and what not to do. So kind of had an idea of what we were going to do. So we started on it. We cut the bed out, <clears throat> did uh, relocated the lift pump. I bought a fuel cell and here at the shop that I manage now, modern diesel legion in Angleton. I have a technician named Ryan and he, uh, he's, he loves fabbing stuff. I mean, just building crazy things. Just that's, that's his thing. So I was like, Hey Ryan, uh, I want to take this. And I want to put it in the back of the bed. And he's like, all right, what do I need to do? He's like, well, let's take the bed off. Let's do that. So we started at the back of the truck and moved kind of moved forward. Right. So mounted the fuel cell. <clears throat> I had an idea that I wanted a battery mounted in the back trying to for weight distribution and, uh, and really just to cut out everything under the hood that I could so that it would be easier for us to work on it at the track. And the AC is a pain in the butt to get around while, you know, under stock trucks. So and I was like that first to go, as soon as the caps <laughs> off, that is coming out. So anyways, did that. I knew I wanted to run some nitrous. Uh, so we got that, got a Durrell, uh, 40 row trans cooler mounted it on the, on the rear wall of the bed. And, uh, also mounted the air dog 165 on the bed. Once we got that done, I kind of had an idea of, all right, so now we need to move forward. So pulled the cab off and the truck sat for, I would say another month. Cause I didn't know what, I didn't know what turbocharger I wanted to do. I didn't know what injectors I wanted to do yet. Whose or what. And, um, uh, <clears throat> I think, I think I was, yeah, most likely what I was going to do is go to S 400 frame charger. And, uh, I got a hold of Oliver at O-Dog's Diesel Performance. That guy is a fabricating genius. Um, his, he's got, we've got his intake on the truck. It works phenomenal. Um, but anyways, we, uh, I got a hold of him and I was like, Hey, I want to do something different. And he's like, what's up? And I was like, I want to run a small frame charger with nitrous. And he's like, well, people do it all the time. I said, nah, like a lot of nitrous. And he goes, well, are you gated? And I said, no, I said, look, I have the up pipes from MPD. We can modify those to put on the truck with a gate. 
<clears throat> to bring down drive pressure. Now, the whole time that I'm kind of figuring out which way I want to go with this truck, I'm learning as well. Mind you, I had no idea what half this stuff is that, you know, we're having to do and why. So I'm just asking questions and questions and questions and questions and doing research on YouTube and looking at what gas guys do to make power out of those little cars and what size chargers they're using and talking to Austin Denny and Charlie, or just anybody I could reach out to that would reply. So I <clears throat> sent him the exhaust housing and up pipes off the truck. And I said, I, I've got to have a hood stack. It's like the coolest thing now, you know, everybody's <laughs> got to have a hood stack. And um, he goes, all right, cool. So he's kind of texting me back and forth like, hey, this is, you know, this is what I'm coming up with, but it's going to be super expensive. And I was like, well, I'm on a budget. I've got kids on the way. And so I can't just expend all of my finances towards this truck. He goes, I've got an idea. I said, cool. What is it? I'm going to put a flange on the exhaust housing of this turbocharger and weld it on there for the wastegate. He's like, all right. So when he got done with that, it kind of like dawned on me. I'm like, man, I'm turning this thing into a racetrack. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to. I mean, I could. I It is fully capable of driving on the street. I just, I don't. Because if you've ever been to Texas, like right now, it's probably 90-something degrees outside. And we just had a rain. So the humid uh, humidity index is probably through the roof. And no AC. And no AC <laughs> in the truck. So <laughs> it's just not not the ideal you know circumstances to drive this truck on the street but it is fully capable of driving on the street still has a radiator and all. so anyways <clears throat> i finally got those back and i was like all right we're gonna do a we're gonna keep the small frame turbo and we're probably gonna do some 33150 so that we can stick with a stock injection pump because asking around I was like, do I need to do dual pumps? You know, because it's an option. I don't really want to, but if I have to, I will. So that's when we get on the phone with Warren Diesel Injection. And we talk to those guys. So look, I got a brand new pump in the truck. <clears throat> and mind you, I've only had like, I have less than one oil change on this new build <laughs> whenever all this takes place, right? So it's, <laughs> It's uh, it's fresh, fresh, and the transmission as well. So I mean, I, I the first time I changed the fluid in it, uh, everything looked good. It was, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, all right. And I was still working at Syntex, but anyways, um, so I get a hold of those guys. I'm like, hey, what is the largest injector that I can run on the stock H pop without losing ICP? And uh, so the gentleman I talked to over there. Uh, I don't remember his name. It wasn't Jesse yet. So he goes, yeah, you can run, you can run stock H pop. I said, cool. I need a set. I said, I got a set in the truck right now. I'm going to just send those in, get those rebuilt from you guys and send them back. And I kind of gave him a brief description of what I was trying to do with the truck. And he's like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll help you out. So I did that. So Last year, not this previous year, whenever Ziegler busted out 3,000 horsepower on the dyno, but the year before that, my stepdad and I went to UCC. And I met a guy by the name of uh, 
Brian Liu, and he is the shipping and receiving guy at Bullseye Power Turbo Chargers. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, what's up, dude? You know, how's, how's it going? I had to send him some pictures of the truck and posted it on Facebook and Instagram. And I was like, uh, I was like, I need a turbocharger. He goes, I want to be a part of what you're doing. He's like, if I have to buy the turbo, if I have to rebuild the turbo that you have, like, let's get our heads together and see what's going on. And I was like, all right, cool. I said, well, I got this Borg Warner 369. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I can send that in. <clears throat> and I also had an S400 476. And uh, he was like, well, either way, it's going to cost the same. I said, well, all right kind of want to stick with this S300 because I already have the pedestal and the up pipes for it. So that's where cost came into play. So I sent him the turbocharger. They rebuilt it to their 368 bullseye power BMW charger and uh, got it back from them. And if you've never seen a bullseye power turbocharger or their wheels, they look absolutely wicked and they perform above every expectation that I've had currently. So they are a top of the line charger. That's why they cost so much. You're paying for what you get. So anyways, got that back, started tinkering with the truck. And <clears throat> I'm like, man, we've got, we're gonna be building quite a bit of power. How are we gonna set it to the ground? That was my, you know, it's all, it, yeah, let's build all this power, build all this power, and then you get out on the street and it's tearing up drivetrain components, you know, yeah. or jumping, <clears throat> jumping or whatever. And I'm like, you know, we got we to gotta do something for it. I just don't want it to happen. So, again, buy once, cry once, right? So, <clears throat> uh, I got a buddy of mine that owns a fab shop and he builds lift kits for uh, a few, a few, hell, he's probably built 10 or 15 lift kits for semen trucks. So he, he knows all about geometry and setting this stuff up. And I initially was looking at like some fab, uh, flight fabrication bars and, and stuff like that, because miles flight, he, he knows what he's building and he knows it's good. And everybody that is racing that has a, a good race truck has miles flight stuff on it. So it's quality material. So I hit my buddy up and I said, Hey man, I'm building this race truck over here. I need a four link setup for the front. I need some traction bars from the back. And he goes, all right, <clears throat> figure out the dimensions, send them over to me let me fab something up and see if it works. So Keaton at KM Metalworks here in, in Angleton, a local buddy of mine built the four link and, uh, the rear track bars, brackets, Himes. I mean, we got, a, I think they're Jimmy joints. Um, they're rebuildable, greaseable Himes. So they're really nice. If you're not running those, you probably should because if you've ever had a steel on steel Heim after a while and you can't grease it, it just squeaks and it just, it's dreadful. So <clears throat> got all that and started trying to figure out what shocks. So I knew I wanted to coil over the rear end. So we took all the, all the overload springs out of the rear end and kind of sitting on that for a little while. I got a hold of 
Charlie Keeter. And I was like, hey, I know that you had coilovers in the rear of your truck. What were you running? So he told me, he was like, get a set of QA1s. I don't remember the part number, but that's what I was running. So, okay, cool. So with shocks, you, ha you have expansion and then your, your contraction, right? So we figured out what the distance was, fully expanded or extended and fully collapsed, called QA1. Those guys are phenomenal. They suggested these rear coilovers with the same, the spring rate that we're running. It's a 350 by 150 progressive spring rate. Because remember, initially I wanted to, I wanted to daily drive this truck still. Yeah. And even though I'd already cut out the bed, I was like, well, you know, you see this going down the street, you're probably not going to screw with it. And <laughs> plus it's a head turn. So, um, which I probably will. I'll probably take it home. It's still registered. It's a street truck. So uh, ended up buying QA1. I got single adjustable shocks in the rear and dual adjustable up front. And if you decide to do that, give those guys a call about setting that stuff up. Because they, I literally called them two days before Texas Truck Jam last weekend. And I was like, hey, I haven't ran this truck down the street. Where's a, a midpoint for this? And they're like, well, you have 18 positions. You can go halfway and I would do this in the rear, you know, what is a truck weigh? And I was like, well, the truck is 6,580 pounds. And they're like, all right, do this. Taking it down the track the first time, it hooked and it went straight. And I was like super, super excited. But anyway, so that's kind of where it got to um, suspension-wise. Um, there was some fab stuff that I did. Like we we ordered a, a Flexalite. Um, uh, electric radiator fans um, and uh, I got rid of the degas bottle under the hood um, just because one it's always in the way number two it's a pain in the butt workaround <laughs> I'm about I'm all about simplicity so if we can re-engineer something I will so I actually got with uh, Austin Denny because he was running a stock site stock style radiator with a radiator cap on it. And I was like, Hey, how are you running that? You know, and he's like, I, I did away with this and this and this, you know, this is a, that's basically a pro mod truck, you know, so he's getting away with everything. And I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So we blocked a bunch of stuff off. Um, I ordered a radiator. Uh, it was a Mishimoto uh, radiator uh, cap adapter that you can just order on their website. And I had my buddy at KA Metalworks aluminum welded on there because if anybody knows me, I am not a welder at all. So when it comes to fab and stuff, I have to outsource it. Luckily I have some really good guys that work around us that we can, we work together. But anyway, so did that, knew I had to add an overflow can. Um, I don't remember where I got that one, probably Summit Racing or something and uh, got an overflow on it. That way, if it does puke out any coolant or whatever, we blow a head gasket or uh, just any kind of <clears throat> uh, coolant pressure that's exceeding the 18 pounds that we put on the radiator cap. It's got a place to go and not on the track or under the hood uh, and ran a line all the way out to the back of the truck. So that way, everything's behind the tires. Uh, basically just modified the uh, the whole underhood part to make it easier to work on because 
I don't want to spend a lot of time on there between rounds or if something yeah. happens. I mean, it, it literally would take me 20 minutes to change out a set of injectors if I needed to, you know, I don't have a spare set, but eventually we will get a spare set. And if we need to swap them out, everything is just right there and accessible. Um, we're using a edge CTS three for data logging. Uh, I love looking at data on these trucks. That's kind of why I do what I do. Uh, most of the, uh, the diagnostic here at our shop, I, I try to take care of whenever it comes to any kind of check engine light and stuff or somebody says, Hey, I, you know, I feel something like a shutter or whatever. I love looking at data. So the CTS three was the best budget option for us. Um, <clears throat> we use it to monitor fuel pressure, drive pressure and boost pressure and on gate pressure, we're making one to one or it's 50 pounds of boost and 70 pounds of drive. So it's really close to one to one, which was pretty amazing to me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we, uh, we got about that far and then it was down to wheels and tires. The wheels I kind of went with cause they were the cheapest option and it's an a half inch wide wheel. It's a, uh, I have moto metal. I don't remember the, uh, the style of it, but it's a eight, 17 by 10 and they are light. So anybody that's getting into this racing scene that doesn't want to buy a set of Bogarts or, you know, some really light aluminum wheels that it's a really good option. The, uh, <clears throat> the tires are a Hoosier ET bracket radial. And, uh, I'm going to be honest with you, man, I, extremely impressive. If you know anything about tires, uh, a bias ply on drags, drag racing is extremely forgiving. And the ET bracket, or I'm sorry, a radial, you either stick or slip. There's no in between, you know. So that kind of got us to where the truck is now. Um, <clears throat> moving forward, uh, we, uh, we plan on racing this thing until it just, sends a rod to God or a turbo or something. Uh, I'm pretty hard on stuff. One of the really cool things about your build and, and listening to it is, you know, sometimes chatting with people, um, you know, they'll, they'll go through the story of it and they go down one road and then they want to change it to something else and then something else because they didn't, either didn't know where to look or didn't know who to ask, but I, I can, I can tell when you were putting this truck together, you went to the people who have done it or, you know, it, that work in it or have raced themselves to be able to get all the information that you could to maximize, you know, the money you're spending, the time that you're putting into it, be able to get to that point. I think that's a really crucial part of, you know, the whole build of the truck is how you reached out to, there's a lot of people that you mentioned to be able to get their experience and maximize it. I think a lot of people, if they want to go down this route and build a truck is, you know, through social media, through podcasts, through tons of things, you can find out who these people are and, um, you know, reach out to them. And a lot of them, you know, they want to help. They want to, they want to give you the information. So I can see how that put your build and your goals it just allowed you to achieve them, I think, quicker and easier than if you hadn't have done any of those things. Yeah, if you think, if I put a timeline in <clears throat> from start to finish of taking it from a blown up pipe street truck to first day on the track, 
two Sundays ago. It is, well, I started on it right before my sons were born and they're seven months old today or last week. So seven months and you're right. If I had any advice for anybody that's trying to get into this stuff, contact somebody, me, you know, Charlie Austin, uh, Charlie Keeter, that guy's, he, he still knows, you know, a lot of things about this platform. I mean, just anybody that you feel comfortable asking, asking questions, how to get, you know, what, what they use and what alternatives they would use. What, what did they start out using, you know, um, you know, what, what route they would have went, you know, in the beginning of doing this stuff, because it's, it's hard to, it's, it's like life, man. You know, you, you have a a line of, that you want to go to a finish line. Right. But every, every, everybody knows there's always a curveball. So just doing that is getting a hold of somebody that has some experience in the industry and, and racing these trucks and all wheel drives. And, uh, I, and you know, it doesn't even always have to be somebody in the diesel field. I mean, there are times that I would contact, you know, old friends, my stepdads that were, racing cars back, you know, in the, in the seventies, and early eighties. And I'm like, Hey, you know, how did you get, how did you get this to hook? You know, how, how did you hook this up? Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, I just, I, I don't find a stranger, you know, and that's kind of my personality. But, uh, if, if I had any advice, somebody getting into this industry, don't be afraid to reach out. I, I get, I don't know how many messages on all my social media platforms asking questions about the truck. And I am more than welcome to have a conversation with you. Like I had a kid the other day ask me about using nitrous on his truck. I'm going to be honest. I've never used nitrous on anything. I wanted to get outside and spray the lawnmower (laughs) just to see, you know, Hey, what's the lot? And, uh, but I was like, you know, I talked to, or I made a post on one of the forums. It's Firepunk, Firepunk Racing Diesel Forum on Facebook or something like that. It was one of the diesel racing forums. Never used nitrous before. You know, what's a good start? And one of the guys that really reached out to me, his name is Scotty Bergeson. He owns Abilene Diesel Performance up in uh, Abilene. And uh, so I started chatting with him and, that guy has helped me out a lot with the nitrous. <clears throat> this weekend, we're racing at uh, No Prep Kings here in Baytown. And uh, I finally, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm turning on a kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's either going to blow or go. And he's like, good, I think you'll do great because we're going to be racing in the 7-0 class. And, uh, but just reaching out to people, man, just make a friend, you know. I mean, Oliver O'Dogs, the first night, first time I contacted him on the phone, we, we sat on the phone for an hour. Everybody in this industry, are the, we're all just humans, you know? There's nobody greater than anybody else. There's just more knowledge, right? So <clears throat> don't, be a, don't be afraid. It's totally fine. These people get hundreds of messages a day. Yours isn't going to hurt, you know? And that's the way I see it. And now, how they see it, I have no idea. 
I could be a pest, but you know what? <laughs> the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? <laughs> yeah. so. It doesn't. Well, I think it's really important. Not just for, you know, a truck build, but, you know, you had mentioned with business and personally and other things is being able to network. And I don't remember where I heard it or somebody said it to me one time or where I saw it, but they said your net worth or your, your network equals your net worth. And yeah, that applies to business, but I think it also applies to like the information and the build you had. And also, you know, with other things in business, not necessarily related to money, but the more people you can reach out to, the more people who have you know, gone down this path and, you know, also expanding that, like you mentioned, reaching out to people who you know, were in the gas world, racing those things. We're starting to see that more and more, I think, in diesel performance <clears throat> and in the racing, some of the platforms, you know, where they're putting this engine in a, a Nova or some other type of car and, and take that information. So I think it's a really key takeaway. Um, for people listening, whether they're looking at a build or they're looking at their business or they're just looking at, you know, starting something new is, you know, just reach out. And yeah, I know me personally, sometimes that's been hard if I go to a, an event or a show and I see this person I've looked up to for 10 years. I'm like, do I want to go over there? I really don't want to bother him. He looks kind of busy. Um, but pa- uh, passing this knowledge on is what makes this next generation want to do this stuff, makes them want to work on trucks, race trucks, design a part for trucks, whatever it might be. So it has to be passed on. Yeah. And I feel, I, I completely agree, man. It, what people don't understand is that this is a, I'm not going to say it's dying, but it's on a downward slope. We have so many things pushing against us to do the things that we want to do and that we're passionate about and that we love. Right. So yeah, we have to we have to push our knowledge to the youth and you know because they're, they're our future whether we like it or not you know i mean we're not all vietnam vets we didn't we haven't all seen it all but what knowledge that we do have if we pass it down and give it to these younger guys <clears throat> let's just say you know in the diesel industry owning a shop or running a shop you have the kids that just want to roll coal on everybody, biggest set of injectors and the biggest turbochargers, and they don't understand why they're not making power, but they see a lot of black smoke coming out of the tailpipe. And then you have somebody that knows the setups, knows that, you know, this injector, this turbo, you know, will work together. And they do, they make power efficiently, right? And that's kind of, that's kind of where we're headed. If you watch any of these guys that are racing in these big classes, you know, Justin Ziegler, Ryan Milliken, um, you know, uh, Dustin Sterling with his Duramax, even Dorian with his Power Stroke, 6 7 Power Stroke. When those guys, they're staging and they go down the track, it's clean, you know. But uh, yeah, passing information is key to our success in this, in this industry. Um, there was one other thing that we kind of hit on, uh, you know, what was it? Hell, I don't remember, but there, there was something you touched on in the build about data. And I think that's played a huge role as well into the clean, clean yeah. air power and, and the things like, I remember the days when there was just a monitor and you, yeah, you could see like 20 things, but you really wouldn't necessarily, <laughs> in a performance application care about more than a couple of them where now you want to know the data, you want to know the dry pressure, you want to know all these things going on. And I think that's been an incredible tool, not just for like a build like yours, but then also 
when some guy just comes in with his truck is like, hey, the check engine lights on or um, why is this going on? You could probably spend hours, you know, just oh, yeah. trying to guess it or you jump into the data and get the feedback from it. Yeah. I mean, dude, here at my shop, <clears throat> we'll we'll do some work on a truck or uh, to, like tow trucks. There's a lot of diesel tow trucks around here pulling cars around. There's uh, hot shot drivers and, you know, stuff like that. And those guys come into my office and they're like, hey, man, you know, the truck's truck's acting funny. Uh, it's got a check engine line on. Like, okay, well, let's go out there and look at it with the scanner. And a lot of the times they're like, yeah, I wish I had one of those to just keep in my truck. And I'm like, you know what? They make them. <laughs> you can buy them. <laughs> you can buy that. <laughs> but it's not cheap, but you can buy it. <laughs> yeah. And I keep, I keep CTS threes on the shelf because in all honesty, that's probably the best entry level data logger that you can, you can get, you know, and I push it on those guys big time. I mean, if I had 10 on the shelf, I could sell 10 in a week. And uh, you know, the, the the downfall is that these guys don't understand what they're looking at. But if you sit there and you tell them like, Hey, you know, your engine coolant temp, your engine oil tip needs to be within this Delta and uh, you know, specifically for the six liter platform. I mean, that was a big deal with the coolant and the oil <clears throat> deltas having an issue causing other catastrophic failures and, and just, you know, routine maintenance stuff that people lack to do. Um, but just having that information at your fingertips could save you thousands of dollars. And it, hell, dude, I think I think the CTS three is going for like less than five hundred bucks right now, just for just for data, you know. And you give those guys a little bit of information, and I have them call me all the time. And they're like, hey, you know, I'm seeing this. What do you think? And I'm well. Typically, we can get really close. I wouldn't say 100% diagnosed the problem of the phone, but a lot of the times we can at least generally get into the, the right direction, you know? So, again, passing information. And everybody out there in this industry that I've learned, you know, going to UCC, going to any of the diesel truck meets in this area, like I'm part of uh, Houston Diesels. Uh, it's a big truck uh, club here in Houston area. I mean, I think we have like 3000 members or some crazy number like that. And, uh, you know, initially you get into a truck club or you start something new, kind of nervous. You're the new guy on the street. Nobody knows you. You don't know anybody. And man, the first event that I went to for Houston diesels or UCC, I walk in there and I, Hey, how's it going? You know, I'm Justin. How, oh man. Hey, how's it going, dude? You know, can we look at your truck? Can I ask you a few questions? Oh, absolutely. You know, well, Hey, you know, my build at home is going this route. What do you think? Well, you know, from experience, this is the way that I would push it instead of that. All right, cool. You know, I'll, I'll take that into consideration, you know, moving forward. It's, it's amazing. This, this community, the diesel community is like a family. You have haters, but you, sometimes you just got to brush those guys off because at the end of the day, they don't, you know, haters are going to hate. <laughs> Let them. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> some of those external things you mentioned have kind of forced in a way this kind of evolution where, yeah, I remember a long time ago, you'd go to like the racetrack or something and somebody's got a truck and 
you want to ask them questions and it's, you know, super secret stuff that they don't want to share. But I think the, the pressures with, you know, emissions, the pressure with, you know, electric vehicles, the push for it, we all kind of realize now, Hey, there is a place for diesel. You're always going to need them, but we got to pull in, you know, enthusiasm, you know, the, the kids that are at the track, get them hooked. Like, and they do, they see it and it's, it's really cool for them and it's different. So I, I definitely can, uh, you know, can appreciate that. And, and I think that's a, a big part of it going forward. And you did mention, um, or we were talking before the podcast a little bit about the fastest power stroke list and some goals. So I wanted to ask you, you know, looking forward with this truck, what are you shooting for next? What, you know, what do you want to achieve with it? So this year and possibly part of next year, we're going to stay on this, on this setup. And like previously, I push things to the absolute limit. So we're going to see what the 368 can handle. And once that's over, we're going to go with some really big injectors, really big turbo, dual pumps, and a lot of nitrous. <laughs> so <clears throat> I think right now we have uh, what, Austin Denny and Charlie Fish and the world fastest six liter power strokes. That's kind of the, that's the realm I want to stay in. I don't want to get outside of that. The six, anything common rail is just going to whoop up on us. I, it's, it's inevitable. Those guys have like, like, you know, we were talking data. They have, they can adjust things, you know, so minutely to make umpteen, you know, little bitty adjustments to make big horsepower gains. Um, I'm not saying I'm going after those two guys because I am in a quad cab truck. Uh, so it's extremely heavy, but any other quad cab six O guy that's out there, that's on that list. And, uh, I'm going to exceed what they got going on. So. We got some, we got some big things in the work. We'll, we'll pull the motor out, put a different cam in it and uh, probably some new pistons, different style of pistons, make it a low compression motor. That way we can shove a lot of nitrous in it. Uh, the truck's already made. I mean, honestly, dude, it's, it's ready to rock and roll right now. It's just whether I have the time or money to mess with it. But like, uh, I really, I'm <clears throat> when we were at Texas truck jam, <clears throat> I was really impressed with, the way that the truck operated and got down the track as fast as it did. I mean, hell dude, you know, I'm, there's no secrets here. I was, I was running seven fifties consistently uh, at Texas truck jam, trying to run a seven O class and seven, seven seventy class. So we were a little bit fast. So we were pedaling um, in the seven seventy, which was the class I was going for. Anyways, I entered into the seven O just to get some data, but <laughs> uh but uh, that that event is a blast. If you're in the Texas area or close to NS Texas during Texas Truck Jam, I had a good time. And there are some great people out there. Like we pitted with uh, Walmsley Diesel and uh, um, who else was there? Uh, Alex with Summit Diesel. Those guys are they're awesome. Um, this guy right here at Redemption Diesel. Uh, Tanner, he's a jam up dude. We hung out with all of them and they're all just a bunch of help, man. I mean, it, it was a last minute, like 
scrambled to try to get the truck and trailer and RV up there because it was me and my my girlfriend and we took my our two sons that are seven months old and it was hot but I mean <clears throat> yeah so moving forward I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna try to push the truck into the 590 class I mean that's just kind of again I like to push the limits of things so that's where we're going with it we'll uh we'll get there I've got a guy that we're already talking to about building uh, a cage for it to push it into the 670 index and uh, if it'll do it on the small charger if we gotta bump it up to something else you know Um, but if we do go to a t4 frame you know that kind of opens up a big a big window for us for for making big power on on whatever injector size we want but uh yeah expect to see us at ucc with some big power. Well, it was really cool to, to chat with you today. And like I said, I appreciate you <clears throat> messaging into us on Instagram. And, and, uh, once I saw that truck, I'm like, man, I got to do an episode on this. Cause we have a lot of six liter fans, power struck fans in general, are just guys who love diesel. And I know there's going to be someone listening that kind of wants to do this build and might have their own take on it, but you know, they want to be able to check out your truck, reach out to you. Um, where can they find you on Instagram or any other places, you know, to, to ask you questions or just, you know, kind of get some help with their build before they, you know, jump all the way into it. So Facebook, it's Justin Quartz. Um, we also have a racing team, Facebook. It's a twin bros racing team. Uh, Instagram is South Texas underscore 6.0 L. And then we also have a racing team, uh, Instagram, which is twin bros racing team. Um, any of those, if they message me, it's going to be me. Um, my girlfriend kind of helps with the twin bros racing team Instagram, but she doesn't have the technical question answers for some questions, but, um, more than happy to, to talk to you guys. Hell, even a lot of the times I'll hand out my personal phone number, um, just, you know, so that we can chat over the phone because it's a lot easier for me a lot of the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, y'all can contact me on there and I'll get you headed in the right direction to at least get, get to where I'm at now. Well, I appreciate your time today, Justin. I look forward to following your truck in the future and, and uh, you know, keep us updated on it. Keep sending us uh, you know, pictures or videos you have to track and, and uh, let us know when you, well, whenever that piston decides to go to God. And you gotta, oh, I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, awesome. Awesome. It was great chatting with you. All right, man. It was a pleasure, buddy. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to our Discord. If you're not signed up there, definitely do that. If you listen on podcast apps and you want to be able to see the the guest and, and the trucks that we have on um, our YouTube channel, we do video. Make sure head on over there, subscribe, and then hit the bell so you get notified when we release episodes. I want to give a special shout out to some of our Patreon sponsors. Um, we've got Texas Diesel Supply, Wrights Diesel Services, Caleb, Tyler Lowen at 23 Diesel. There's so many others on there as well as everyone who has subscribed to us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube podcast apps throughout the years. We appreciate that. You guys, you're who keep us going. Keep us on our toes asking us great questions, things you want to hear about. So we appreciate your support. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.